when it comes to creating the tests, um, one of the first things that you're going to want to do once you identify what tests to execute is to prioritize those tests, uh, both in order of execution and importance. So again, given the limited timeline that we have for regression testing, uh, what we'll do is we'll execute the most important tests first. Uh, in some cases, you might have to uh, execute some preliminary tests to get to your important tests. But the point is, if we can get to, say, an 80% or 90% confidence because we've executed our most important tests first, that helps enable us to make a decision, especially if you're stuck doing manual testing. Uh, if you can, optimize the test to be executed as efficiently as possible, uh, grouping them together so that if, if for example, you have uh, creating a customer and creating a sales order, you could group those tests together so that they're kind of within the same scenario and they, they execute a lot more efficiently. Uh, obviously, we're going to write scripts. Uh, writing scripts is very important for continuity and consistency of testing, especially if you're doing manual testing. Uh, scripts are important because your team members who are executing the test might not be the same uh, for every round of testing. Um, obviously, there's turnover within the business and then there's changing roles within the business. And so it's really important to write the scripts so that we get the same inputs every time we test. Um, we're going to identify the tests that you can automate. Um, it's not always possible to automate tests. Some just require human interpretation or human input to do. Uh, some integrations are an example of this. Um, uh, reporting, like when you print a report within D365, uh, the automated testing platform that comes with D365 can't interpret the output of a report. Um, so those are just some examples. But we, we really want to try to automate just as much as we can because uh, it results in very efficient execution. Uh, you can kick off your automated test run and it can run overnight while everyone's going to sleep. Um, and it records the results and it, show, it can show them to you in the morning. It generally executes the test steps a lot faster than a person clicking through the system. Um, it gives you much more rapid feedback. Again, this is important. We don't have that much time to test for our updates. So we can get feedback in a day or two possibly instead of taking two weeks to test. Um, it results in very consistent execution. Uh, like I said, you know, when we're doing manual scripts, uh, manual testing and writing scripts, uh, you'll get consistent execution, but uh, sometimes you get tester fatigue. If it's the same person who's been doing the regression testing uh, every update for the last four updates, uh, they can get fatigued by following those steps the same way every time, or they might decide, I don't need to look at the steps, and they're going to go into the system and kind of wing it a little bit. So automated testing doesn't do that. It never skips a step. Also, uh, and this is a huge reason, is that it frees up business resources. Um, typically, it's going to be people from the business who are testing the updates uh, because they know the process very well. <clears throat> so by doing automated testing, it frees up those business resources to continue doing uh, value-added activities for the business. When we execute testing, you'll start off with a kickoff. So if you're having, say, two updates per year, that's roughly six months between updates. And we want to do a kickoff before every test iteration uh, just to bring uh, kind of a reminder to the team, uh, you know, what's our um, timeline, what are our expectations. Uh, you can review the, the uh, release notes with the testing team. So Microsoft puts out release notes with every new version. Uh, and especially if you are skipping some of the updates, you might have two or three sets of release notes to review with the team. The release notes are a good guide to know uh, where to focus testing as well. So if Microsoft has made some major changes to one module or another, 
you may choose to focus more of your testing on those modules. One thing that we can do to get a jump start on testing is to join the PEEP program. This is the preview early access program, and typically you'll get a PEEP drop of a release about six weeks before it's generally available. Um, the PEEP releases are not final. Sometimes there are features that are added at the last minute to the GA release that were not in the PEEP release. Sometimes they remove things from the PEEP release if there turns out to be a quality issue with it. Uh, but it's a good way to get a jump start, and uh, there's generally a pretty low barrier of entry of joining the PEEP program. Another one that you can do is the release validation program. So in this one, you basically share your database, you share your code with Microsoft, and you have to write some of the automated tests for your system, and you share that with them as well. And they will actually run those automated tests against the system, and if there's any issues, they will actually take on investigating the results of that. And then there's the first release program. Uh, so if you join this, you're basically updated to the new environment within about two weeks of it going into your sandbox environment. So it's a little bit of a shorter time frame, but the advantage that you get is that you've got dedicated support engineers that are monitoring that update and they're monitoring the issues that come up after that update. 